holding an Ephesachim, Shara Gimel Perakut Bes. And we saw, Ephesachim explained how he understands the two different ways how we can understand that on the one hand there's a Kodesh Baruch who has ended Milvadai, on the other hand we see the world that is created. And just to do a quick summary to remind ourselves, the Shachayim said that there's two concepts. From our point of view, we're living as we see ourselves as things which exist in a world which exists. It seems to us that everything around us has a certain metzius to it, a certain existence. And we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being the force from the outside that controls everything. What's called Sayyid Kol Almin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu surrounds the world he gives the life, he gives the koyach, he gives the spiritual vitality which allows the world to function. Whereas, on the other hand, we say, Milvadoi. And Eilid Milvadoi means nothing exists besides Hashem. And therefore, anything else which would exist to some extent would be a contradiction to Hashem's existence. And therefore, it is the second Anhaga also. And that is that really only HaKadosh Baruch exists. But he called Mitzidot. And the fact that other things exist is in a place called Ritzayda. Like we spoke about. So with this we say the Nefesh HaChayim wants to teach us another principle. And starting from Barakat Bas, he says, Zayinin Shadash HaChazal, the Gemara in Chodin, the Apostol, Ki Hashem Wa Elaikim, Eilad Milvadai. Hashem is the Elaikim, Hashem is the Pala Koyachas Kodam, one in charge of every form of Koyach. Nothing exists besides him. Omer Rabchanina, even Keshef. Keshef doesn't mean sorcery. It doesn't mean what you call today magic, which is just basically tricks which involve a sleight of hand or some other technique. There was a concept called Keshef. There was a concept called sorcery, which people could access and use spiritual powers negatively. Now he's going to explain this. All the kaychas of Kshafim really emanate from what's called the Merkava of the kaychas of Tzama. That was the, the Chachma of negative spiritual powers called Kishof. The Sanhedrin know what that was so that they could try somebody who was guilty of doing it. The name is for the various aspects of what's called the Merkava of Tuma, because by knowing the names of those spiritual factors, that's what the Balakishif would use to bring about whatever they wanted Kishif to bring about for them. When there used to be Mashpia, the Koychas Tuma, what it could do good for them, that it would give them chiyos to do things contrary to normal. So in very esoteric terms, Nebuchadnezzar introduced us this idea of how Kishif worked and what this concept was called the Merkava of Tumah. Let's explain it a little bit. Let's give it a background so we can understand how this side works. The 
term we're more familiar with is what we call the Merkava of Kedusha. What's the idea of a Merkava? A Merkava is a chariot. And we talk about Kaddish Baruch riding a chariot, so what are we referring to? What's the Koyach of Hashem rides a chariot? The aside is that Kaddish Baruch runs the world. And the Kira the Merkava is the symbol of how Kaddish Baruch runs the world. And therefore, when we talk about, as an example, the four different Chayas on four different sides of the Merkava, each one represents a certain Midah, which in other words means that Kaddish Baruch has different ways different methods he employs in running the world. Those are the four sides of the Merkava. And which way the world is running, so to speak, which direction it's taking, means which Midah Kaddish Baruch is employing in how he runs the world. And that's going to affect how much effort comes down to the world. That's going to affect in which way uh, the world functions. So, for example, when we talk about the Midah of Chesed, we talk about that being on the south, so when we talk about the chef of chesed in the world when there's no wars, there's no major illnesses, people on the whole are satisfied with what there's, there's wealth, there's plenty in the world. That's one anhaga. It's the marshal of the, the Merkava Kiir traveling towards the south. And sometimes there's a concept of din in the world, which is the opposite. It's, it's more of a time of punishment, less shefa. When Hashem runs over the anhaga, we call the Merkava traveling towards the north. In other words, the different the direction of Merkava is symbolic of the way Hashem runs the world. But either way around, whatever Shefa comes down to the world, comes down through it, we call the Merkava. So that's the idea of a Merkava. Now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we know, He sustains the world in everything in it through the agency of the Kisya Kavad, which comes down to the various levels of Malachim to come down to this world. Because as we know, nothing can live, nothing can exist without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's continual flow of life to that thing. And if that's the case, from the point of view of Taif, from the point of view of what's good in the world, so it gets its life force from what's called the Merkava of Kedusha. It gets the sustenance, it gets its nourishment from its connection to the Merkava, which means how HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses to bring bracha down to the world, that's where everyone, everything gets its bracha from. But there's a second option also. And that is, as far as taif is concerned, so then, those who deserve taif get, get given shefa. They get life. And as the way the Torah presents it, those who don't deserve taif, those are considered ra. So then they don't get life. Just like the Pasuk says in Krishna. If you're going to listen to Hashem, then Hashem will send the rain. And if you don't listen to Hashem, there won't be rain. And if that's the case, the way the Torah depicts the system, what we call the Merkava of Kedusha, is that all Tov only comes, all Tov only comes from through the Merkava of Kedusha when it's deserved. And a person doesn't deserve what isn't able to get. But if that's the case, then there wouldn't be a possibility for Hashem to exist. Because they're not deserving to get from the Merkava of Kedusha, then they don't have an ability to exist. Where else are they going to get life from? Because the Merkava of Kedusha is not going to sustain Ra. It's not going to give of its, of its life to something which is 
opposing it, something which is inherently dra, inherently tame. And therefore, in order that there should be bechir in the world, and that people can choose to be good or can choose to be bad, which wouldn't be possible if those who were bad disintegrated, disappeared. So Hashem had to make a second system, a way which Rishoyim are going to get as well, and then it becomes something which looks like it's two alternatives. Tzaddikim can be successful, Rishoyim can also be successful. Not only that, the certain showcases successful Rishoyim as his way of seeing, as showing people, look, you can be a Rishoyim and be successful. Well, where does that start from? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't going to give Shafet to the Ra, so what Hatzlacha could Rishoyim possibly get? This was really the question that so many of the Nevi'im asked. And that is, how can Rishon be successful? How can it be that the Rishon and the Rishon are successful? Rishon have so much wealth, power, whatever it might be that they need. Because Mikayach HaKadusha, Rishon can't get. And like David Melech says, he says, Before Hashem came I saw them sprouting like the grass. There were so many of them. They were so numerous. How is it possible? And the answer to the question? That there's a second system as well. A system which allows Hashem to get. That's what we call the Merkava of Tumah. And just like there's a system of Kedusha, a Merkava of Kedusha, which provides for Tzadikim, so there becomes the Merkava of Tumah, which provides for Rishayim. And, therefore, the Russia can be successful too. And the Russia can be wealthy also. And he's getting his Kayach from the Merkava of Ra. He's getting his Kayach from the Merkava of Ra. Now, the idea of Kishif, the concept of Kishif, was one of the fundamental understandings of how the ancient people wanted to use a desire to service themselves. Because people had an awareness of the spiritual world and how it worked. So they knew the names, or let's say the spiritual references to various forces in that world. And people use this to their own end, because if they would understand what the names of these kaychos were, how to access them, so then using the Yisod, we've already learned previously in the Nefesh Achad, in Shar Aleph, the Neshama of a person is higher than them. The Neshama of the person is by the Kisya Yaakov, is higher than all the forces beneath that. And if that's the case, if a person would know how to, so to speak, use Shem's names to force whatever lower koyach it was to do something, what Nebuchadnezzar here calls to be mashpia that koyach. So I have no choice but to obey. It's kind of being compelled from something above it to do certain things. And therefore, if people would know how the system worked, and people would know what the channels were to receive more, and they were then directly applied to those channels and force them to give them, 
In other words, force those malachim to give these people what they had and were they able to give. So it would work. And that's how the Kayach of Keshav. Real Keshav wasn't magic. Real Keshav was accessing the spiritual forces of the Merkava of Tumah, which had the Shefa that they had to give to Rashaim, and taking them for themselves. And it's an important point, because Keshav wasn't an avoider in the sense that somebody worshipped the Ra. Keshav was a way of manipulating the Ra. In other words, it wasn't that a person asked, and the Kayach Ra, whatever that might be, the Satan, tries to give him. The way Keshav worked is that, so to speak, forced the Kayach Ra to give him. If he knew the names of the Malachim, he could force him to give him what he wanted, so he took it by force. In this really laid a deep attraction for Vedazar. Because when a person wants something from a Kaddish Baruch, a person wants to get from the recovery of Kedusha. So then the way, the route to get is to ask Hashem, Hashem is to decide. Either you will give the person or you won't give the person. But it has to come from a point of he's, a person asks and a Kaddish Baruch chooses whether to give or not to give. And therefore, the result isn't really up to the person. Whereas when it comes to the Kayach HaKeshev, a person is not asking for something. He's forcing it. He's using his knowledge of spirituality to compel some, the, whatever the forces there are to give him what he, he wants. And if that's the case, it's clearly guaranteed results. And if that's the case, the attraction in using Keshev was, I don't have to ask and I may possibly be answered or not be answered, I have a way to ensure I'm going to get what I want. I'll use this kayak of Keshav. And by that way, it will, like he says in Afshachayim, it's being mashpir the malachim of the kayak of Tumah to give a person what they're able to give. That's the side of the Gemara. Now, let's understand this a little bit better. What kayak does this kayak of the Merkava of Tumah have. Because it's understood that nothing in the world besides Hashem can create life, can generate life. And therefore it's obvious to us, it's partial to us, that the Merkava of Tumah also can't create a new source of Chiyos. It's not Chas V'Sharm as if there's Hashem which creates Chiyos for Tzadikim and the Satan who creates Chiyos for Rishon. That's impossible, it doesn't exist. And if that's the case, we must understand how does the system work. What kayak does the Ra really have? And the understanding is like this. Really, all Chiyos comes from Hashem. And Hashem is not prepared to give to the Ra. But the Yusayid is, the Ra is able to take. And if the Ra takes, then whatever it manages to take, it has. And then it can distribute to people who Ra. And therefore, what the Satan can give out, so to speak, what the Merkava of, of Tumah can provide for people who are, is only what it is able to take from the Kedusha. Because it's not generating. It's only able to de- redirect, to divert of Kedusha to the Ra. And if that's the case, let's go a step higher. How is it possible for the Koyach of Ra to take, to siphon off Kayach from the Kayach of Kedusha? And the answer is 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Shefa, gives life, gives Baracha to Klai Yisrael. And if Klai Yisrael are using that Baracha, so then we, we, there's nothing for the Ra to take. And it's only if Klai Yisrael aren't using that Baracha, or worse, are using the Baracha to do Averis, so then what's not taken by us, that Koyach goes to the Ra. And the Koyach the Ra gets from what we're not taking, what we're not using, well, that's what the Ra can then use, so to speak, to give Koyach to whichever people are, are embodying or furthering what the Ra wants. And therefore, even the Torah says that a Rasha, well, he doesn't get Shafi, he doesn't get life. It's written in the Sifran Shorashayim who makes him the altar. As far as the Koyach of Kedusha is concerned, that's true. A person is a Rasha, it's the Kriya and Shemaim, he's not going to get anything from the Koyach of Kedusha. But, he might be able to get from the Koyach of Tumah. Because if the Sultan wants this person to be a Rasha, or wants to use him to showcase to other people where a Rasha can be successful, so then he'll give him whatever he can from his store of Koyach. From the Merkava of Tumah. Obviously, it's not a Maida. It's a big chesar. But that's how it's possible that they can be Rosh successful. Now, the difference, obviously, between a tzaddik who is being Nizayn, is being sustained from the Koyach of Kedusha, and the Rosh is being sustained from the Koyach of Tumah. The primary difference is even if right now in the present we can't see a difference because the Ra has Kayach and therefore the Ra can give that Kayach to people. The difference is in the future because being as the Kayach of Kedusha always has Kayach. It generates Kayach. Life comes from Hashem. So therefore people who have their Shorish people whose spiritual life, so to speak, is rooted in Kedusha so they live forever. That's Aylam Abba. They have a connection to the Tzuar HaChaim. Like Avigal promised David HaMelech, V'hoi Nefesh Adoni Tzurah B'Tzurah HaChaim. Bound to the connection to life. And therefore, a Tzadik who is connected to the source of life, he remains alive. Just like water, which is connected to a source. It's called Ma'im Chaim. If there's a source which is feeding the water, then it will remain alive. In other words, it doesn't disappear. Whereas a Rasha, a Rasha is connected to the source of Ra. And it's true that as much as the Ra is able to take from the Tov, it has to give. And it's true that at the moment the Ra has taken a lot from the Tov and has a lot to give. Roshan can be extremely successful. Amazingly rich. But it's not something which is going to last. And the reason for that is because it's not something which has a source of Chiyus. It's only got as much chiyos as it was able to take from the taif. And when it gets to a stage when there's nothing that the taif isn't using, when people are no longer doing averis, so there's nothing for the rat to take. That's why the career of the sultan is ultimately going to end. And to end with his extinction. Because his only existence is as much as people are giving him that chiyos. His only existence is as much as people are doing the wrong thing. 
but when people don't, when people will stop doing Averis, so then, there's probably no chiyos left for the Satan. Or for any of the Rishayim that he's supporting. And that's always the response to the question of why Rishayim is successful. And the answer is, Rishayim is successful in the present. If you look to the future, you'll see that that success is transient. The Rishayim were numerous like the grass. They sprouted like grass. They flourished. Anyone who did evil, but he shamed them at the end. In the end, to destroy them. Or like Asaf says, when you said, Shalom Rishayim I was jealous of the success of the Rishayim. And of Vinod Achrisam, and to us all it happened in the end. Because it's something which doesn't have a cue. It might have a lot at the present, but there's no future. That's the, the negative of what one gets from the Kayachara. One gets from the Merkava of Tuna. It's the principle what Chazal call Harorim Hatlim Besaro. You can have a mountain. The mountain looks like a massive entity of rock. An enormous wall, impenetrable. But you can have a harorim of shatlim besaro. They're hanging by a thread. What does that mean? That's a kayachavra. It looks formidable. It looks like it has tremendous power. But really that power is based on a very tenuous connection to life. And that is, it's based on the connection that people are doing the wrong thing and therefore giving you this life. And with this we understand the Oymak of the Pasuk, the lament of Yirmiyahu Anavi. When he says, Oisi Azavu, Makar Maim Chaim, they abandoned me, the source of Maim Chaim, the source of life. Lachts of Lamboris Nishparim, to dig for themselves broken wells. A person could drink from a, a river with flowing water, clean, alive, and instead he wants to divert the water into a broken pit. Where is Nishbarim? The water is going to get sided, it's going to get muddy, and drinking out of that. And the complaint is it's the same water. Why not drink it directly from the stream? Why do you have to divert it into a muddy pit to drink it when it's, when it's contaminated? And that's what Hashem is saying. We could have gotten Shefa from him directly. That's where all the Shefa begins from. We could have gone, gotten life from HaKadosh Baruch directly. He's the source of life. And instead of applying Israel by doing a various, chose to abandon that. And instead to get the Shefa from Baris Nishparim. From the Kaya which took that water of life, contaminated it, studied it. And now we'll be living from what we ourselves could have had, Bektosha. What we ourselves could have had in a much more refined spiritual way, we're getting given the same things in a way where it's already been minimized and it's already been desecrated. And in truth, that's the only Kayach that the Satan has. He can't offer anything that the Kedusha can offer. Because he doesn't have the ability to create anything. All he can do is showcase what he can give us and fool people into thinking that they can get it from him. 
where in reality they could have gotten exactly the same thing from the Kayach HaKadosh as well. So that's the idea of the Merkava of Tumah, and that's the idea of what Kishif was. Kishif was a way to try and take for oneself, so to speak, to force oneself to get what they wanted, because they knew how to manipulate the system. They knew how to use whatever Kayach it was to force the, the heaven, the agent, the Malach, whatever it might have been at that stage, to force them to give him what he wanted. And that was called Shemachishim for Manya It weakens the system in Shemayim because, it, like we said, literally forcibly takes away from it. The reason Kishif works is because puts the Kayach of a person above the Kayach of the various spiritual forces through, and therefore they can they can connect to the everyone can connect to the level of the Nishama to make things happen. So and therefore it affects higher than the Kayach of the various spiritual levels which there are underneath the kids are covered with its malachim or it's the stars, the mazalas, whatever it might be. Each level has a certain power. In order to influence the levels of the, the worlds underneath it. And therefore, the ability of a person whose neshama begins at a higher level than the malachim, has the ability to do things which can force the malachim, who in that sense are lower than the person, to obey his wishes, to follow to follow what he's forcing them to do. And therefore, in what way is it makkish, the system of shamayim, when it comes to that system, of how things come down to this world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the ability of the Kayach of Tumah that it can change that. And definitely can't change the Makav of Kedusha. The, the whole life was of the rise coming from the Makav of Tumah, and therefore for sure it doesn't get high enough to change the Sherish of what Hashem wants to happen from Kedusha. The Kayach of the Shemus of Kedusha has the ability to completely overrule, overpower the Shemus of Tumah and the Kayach of Tumah. It means from the Zar, it says in the Zar, Ilan the Yadin Beklipin, Avdin Aymar Bishman of Avayat the Kutcher Brichu, those who know how the Ra works, it's called the Klipos, if they would make a Shvur in the name of Hashem, who the Ilan Klipin of Atting Zer. It's a, it goes against these cliffs and destroys them. Why? So he says, Kivin Shain Kirshlem Atzim Hasashalim. There's no power besides Hashem. And therefore, the fact that there's a Ra in the Koyach of Ra isn't stemming from its own source of power. It's something which has been siphoned off and Hashem gives. Besides Hashem, really, there's nothing else which exists. And therefore, the person who knows that everything comes from Hashem, 
and it's Bukaychay, as much as Kishav has a place, as much as there is a Merkava of Tumah, and Rishayim do get, that's only Be'atzim what they're taking because Hashem allows them to take. But Ein and there's no source of power besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore we're going to see that obviously if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to, so he can completely overpower the, the, this whole system that he's created of the Ra. He doesn't because Hashem has a reason for the Ra, as long as he wants it in this world. But when the time will come to destroy it, then Hashem will show that uh, the Ra, as powerful as it may have seemed, really has no koich. It is not a chiddush. It has no life. If Hashem would detach that way of the Ra getting life, so automatically the whole thing would disintegrate. So you say in Rosh Hashanah, not just that the Ra will be destroyed, but it's what's going to disintegrate. When Hashem takes away that koich of chiyas that it has, we made it, it's no longer there. That's the first point we want to see in this year, to understand what this idea of the koichas of the Makov of Tumah is, and the koich of Kishav, and how the Rishayim found this as an alternative way to live, an alternative way to be successful, but how inevitably it's short-term. And therefore it's always going to lead to its own eventual destruction.